Hey, man. Welcome to All Packed Up with Pack Mule. We're just going to jump right in. Uh, I'm sweating over here in Texas. Where are you at? Uh, Bozeman, Montana. Yep. Bozeman, Montana. I would assume you're not sweating it up over there. We are not. No, I woke up. It almost felt like it wanted to frost. But yeah, early September. And I would have to say, you know, low 70s for the highs. Pretty typical September for us. And uh, kind of lows right now or about 50 degrees at night. So just starting to think about putting another blanket on the bed. And yeah, where seasons are changing quick, leaves are already changing here in town. It's pretty crazy. We're like a couple of old men here, but I got to be honest, like where we live out here in central Texas, it is so nice to hear someone say the word frost and a little bit of, uh, oh, oh man, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to wear a jacket, you know? I think we take it for granted a little bit here that the season change sure is pretty pleasant. It's uh it's sure the beauty good. too. Good Lord. Yeah. I just see rocks yeah. and concrete right now. Although it's beautiful out here. Hill country. No, I, I, I can, yeah, I can just see the, the tips of the Bridger mountains here from my, my office. So yeah, we're, uh, we're pretty fortunate to be here. All right. Take it easy, buddy. <laughs> um, I, uh, sorry. Yeah. No, I no. 20, 20% humidity. <laughs> Keep it going. Um, so Shane, here you are, Riffle Media, man. We just want to, you know, here on All Packed Up, we're all about getting outside, talking to people who go outside, who um, do cool things, have cool jobs, go on cool adventures. We're just all about helping people go on those adventures and do those things, not only with our product, of course, you know, Pack Mule, but also just like with the partners and people that we get to do business with. And like you, Shane, um, I don't know how long you've um, been sending stuff to Pack Mule or had a Pack Mule, but as long as I've been here, um, and I'm a hunter, as long as I've been here, you know, you've been kind of been what I would call a Pack Mule partner. And so we love to get your content that you send us. We love to see the shoots that you go on, all that stuff. And we just want to talk about that. We want to talk about all of that. So I'd love to just hear, um, tell the people kind of like what you do. Um, like, what is Riffle Media? Who is Sean? Yeah. Or Shane, I'm so yep. sorry. So, uh, <laughs> yep. so I started Riffle Media uh, in February of 2020. You can imagine how exciting that was. Kind of not knowing what was in store in about two weeks. I think what I did you do before that? LLC. Uh, I worked for a, a business here in town, and that's where I got my start in digital marketing and outdoor photography. And it got shipped all around the world. Went to New Zealand, and you know. Did some stuff in Oregon, New Mexico, Colorado, kind of that that Rocky Mountain West, you know, documenting hunts for for top tier outdoor brands, Sick Gear, Leica. We did some stuff with Schnee's Boots. So that was where I, I cut my teeth. And then, like I said, February of 2020, I thought I was going to be this cool big new business owner. And March, whatever, March 10th, that was all put on hold a little bit. And um, of all things, I, I reached out, you know, just kind of, you know, got a dial for dollars a little bit. And I emailed Pack Mule and got a response from Kansas. And, you know, he said, you know, happy to happy to talk. But right now, of course, just it's just not the time for for anyone to be be thinking about growing a business in March of 2020. So, you know, I put that, you know, kind of on the back burner and and then I would say fall of 21, I reached back out to Kansas and, um, you know, things have, have, of course, changed. And then, you know, that still wasn't the perfect time, but talked to him again in, in uh, I guess, summer last year. And, uh, 
you know, jumped on 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 board with Pack Mule to to help provide some content here in Montana. So to step back, you know, I you know, Riffle Media, I started it, you know, to help you know small to medium sized brands specifically locally here, um, you know, and and do have five different brands that I help with digital marketing, social media, kind of like to say it, jack of all trades. So you know, a lot of these small brands they need help with a little bit of everything. So you know, I, I enjoy just going into their offices and, and just sitting with them and, you know, being able, if it's to make an email, that's great. If it's to do a social post, that's great. Um, if it's to help answer some customer service emails, just to, you know, help these guys out just, just in, uh, to the best of my ability. So, and then do authentic outdoor photography, you know, in the fly fishing space. And then uh, most recently really growing into the upland hunting world. You know, my background is big game hunting. That's kind of where I, I really cut my teeth. But, you know, I have a six-month-old at home now, little <laughs> Nora, and turns out it's it's a little difficult. Little game hunting seven now. Seven to ten days. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's more little game hunting that, you know, it's tough to do a seven-day archery elk hunt right now. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the kind of where I'm at. Um, and I, I do love the upland hunting. I, it's really you know, grasp onto me. You know, I've got, I've got two German wire hairs, Jen and Fitz, and I love chasing those guys around in, in the fall. It's a, a special time for me. That's awesome, man. So uh, digital marketing, you kind of cut your teeth doing some, um, I guess, media capturing for brands and then got into digital marketing. Now yeah. do that for yourself or some local brand or just brands in general. Um, you're based up in Montana. Yeah. Did you grow up in Montana? You know, I didn't, I, uh, so we, I actually just talked to my dad about this just two, three days ago. I made my first trip to Montana. I'm 34 now. Made my first trip to Montana when I was 11. My, uh, some family members own property on the Boulder River in Big Timber. And I remember we landed in Billings. We drove to Big Timber, which is about an hour drive. And for my dad and I, we had never been out west. We'd never seen a mountain. And I remember my dad waking me up at 6 a.m. that first morning and just telling me, you've got to come outside and see this. And here we are next to the Boulder River and there's mountains all over. And, and I remember my dad looking at me and he goes, I'm going to retire here. And the recession hit Michigan in 2007. And my parents were like, screw it. We're out of here. Let's uh, let's go to Montana. Let's, let's pack it up and and go go for something totally different and the entire family hasn't looked back. It's been a, a pretty fun, fun ad adventure here since 2007. It's a pretty cool story. I, obviously, it's like a big memory for you at 11, uh, driving into Montana, seeing mountains. You said mountains for the first time. Um, and like, does that stick with you? Was that a part of your outdoorsness growth? Um, was that a part of getting into that? Or did you not know it at the time? You know, I, I, I definitely took it for granted. Gosh, I've you know, after that first trip, I would come out for a month during the summers. You know, my parents would throw me on an airplane and and I would live on the Boulder River for a month every summer and taught myself how to fly fish. And, you know, once my cousin and I, you know, once we got driver's license, gosh, the, the Boulder River Valley was our, our backyard and, you know, driving up and down and fishing every little cutout and corner that we could and, and exploring the mountains and 
you know, it didn't really dawn on me until we moved here, just how big of an impact those summer vacations had on me. But once I moved out here, the first day I lived here, I went and bought a fly rod at Sportsman's Warehouse and I'd never looked back. It was, I jumped in so hard with both feet and, you know, I'd fished 80 to a hundred days a year, just before work, after work, go at night, you know, whatever it took, just, uh, I, I jumped in with both feet pretty hard. So. I, um, it reminds me a lot of, you know, when I was a kid, my dad, I, I have like this weird trigger. If I'm really late at night or driving, um, you turn on morning radio, like 4am, 5am. It's like the surf report. I grew up in Houston, so I outside of Galveston and you'd hear like where the fish are biting and all that. I forgot the name of it, but those memories and then going to fish on the jetties, when it as a kid, I was like, Oh, I don't want to do this, you know, and now that I have it's fun, those are like the things that I cherish. Like those are the things that I want to build, not only for myself and like, like you said, like jumping into fly fishing feet first, but um, it's also things that I'd like to do with my own son. So like, I completely understand that and get that. That's super cool. All right. So you yep, love fly fishing. Uh, oh yeah. What, and you know, I have a client of mine, it's Tom Orton Rodsmith here in Bozeman that, you know, they're a, a custom fly rod manufacturer. It's amazing to, to be a part of their business. But I just wrote a blog yesterday for those guys about my daughter's first summer here in Montana and, and how my wife Jasmine and I just, we vowed to each other, like, we are going to show this little girl why we love this state. And, you know, we've had her in the drift boat six days and she's camped in our camper four days, you know, just same thing. Like you're going, you're, you're, you're going to learn this, you know, see what the state's all about and why we choose to call it home. I love that. Now, have you been to Texas? Cause we'll sway you. <laughs> I, I have been to Austin in August. What a hot little hot box. Never going back. <laughs> been, to, been to Austin and Marfa. So that's the, and now Marfa is the cool place. So I feel yeah. Marfa seems like the right creative choice for a creative. So yeah. I understand that. <laughs> So you say you uh, lived and breathed fly fishing when you got out there, you did before, after work, all of that. How did that transfer into uh, big game hunting um, and getting into other either or in what other outdoor, I would say, um, activities are you super into? Yeah. So when I moved out here, fly fishing was, you know, it was obtainable. Gosh, when you look at these mountains, you feel pretty overwhelmed if you've never hunted in them before. I mean, it's, you look at the bridgers and you're like, I have to walk up that to go elk hunting. Like, so that's why I feel fly fishing. It was obtainable for me. It was, it was less intimidating, I guess. Um, I could kind of teach myself a little bit easier than walking around in the mountains and never seeing anything and not knowing why. As I continue to live here, I, I actually worked at Sportsman's Warehouse for four years. And that was probably the best thing that I could have done for my, my outdoor journey was you know, I've met people my own age and I met some, gosh, I'm still friends with people that I worked with, you know, 10 years ago. And that was where I had a couple of people that, that helped me cut my teeth on the, on the elk hunting. But then when it really came down to it, you know, I met one guy and I, I'm sure that at some point he'll listen to this, uh, Stephen Drake, which you guys are familiar with. You've, you've uh, chatted with Steve before and, you know, I, I met Steve and ended up moved in with them and we had the ultimate bachelor pad of elk sheds and eating canned chili out of the pot with a wooden spoon but 
he really took me under his wing and we hunted our faces off. I, it was just, that was exactly the the big game push that I needed was just somebody that was always just wanting company and, and always invited me along and, you know, living together, it made it super easy for us to just, gosh, we, if, if I, looking back on, I still can't believe the amount of midnight Taco Bell that we ate after archery elk hunting or spring bear hunting or anything like that. I mean, it was pretty wild, but that was where I, I really started to to learn the mountains and, and learn the, the big game hunting game was, was with Steve. And that was also who I'll credit for getting me into photography. So uh, owe a lot to him. Yeah. It's great to find like that person who travels with you, adventures you, teaches you like yep. where it's like a workout partner or whatever. It's that, you know, I'm a big learner through mentorship. And so like, I completely understand that man, finding somebody who kind of takes you along with that. I think that's super valuable, super important. Yep. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll never be able to thank him enough for that. So, and um, yeah, we're still friends. Gosh, it's pretty wild. Fifteen years later, and thousands of miles, it seems like we're we're still uh we're we're still good friends. So it's awesome. Well, uh, kind of switching into learning photography, you know, I feel like you do something that a lot of people who reach out to us or people I see they'd like to do, which is you know, you take you go to a brand, you take a product, you take it out into nature, into a natural sequence uh you make a scene you produce a scene and you shoot uh curated content for that brand and i think that's super cool like you know i I, for me personally i've done photo video and so it's like i want to be a nat geo person i want to travel and do this i want to shoot outdoors stuff like that would be amazing what led you to a get into that and then like of course you know as you talk to that a bit i mean you already kind of talked about that as you talk about it more what is it like, what would you have to say to people who are interested in doing outdoor photography, whether it's animals, brands, et cetera? Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll touch that, you know, when I, I met Steve and when we would do these, these hunting trips, whether it be after work, before work, whatever, his camera was always with him. And it was so easy for me to just pick it up and take some pictures and he enjoyed it because somebody was taking a picture of him, which is always kind of fun. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, people would start to say, wow, that was a cool picture that you took or, you know, wow, how did you see that? And I had no idea. I just thought taking pictures was a unique opportunity just for me to send post post pictures on Facebook for, you know, high school friends to see like, look how cool I am living in Montana in the mountains. And turns out I, I just had, I've, you know, I always enjoy to take pictures, but I never thought of it as a, you know, we'll just call it an income stream or a passion or it was nothing more than I just took some pictures. Um, so again, being with Steve and, and really just him just cutting me loose. Yeah, go for it. Grab the camera and have fun. Go push buttons, play around, learn kind of what these cameras do. Um, that is where it really started to kick off for me. I was taught by Steve to be you know, very authentic, nothing gets staged and it, it, nothing gets staged to this day to be completely truthful with you. It's shoot it in the moment. And if you don't get it, then it's time to, you just got to try it again. Maybe that means, you know, if you're photographing an elk hunt, like you can't tell the hunter to stop because the light's perfect. If we're chasing bugles, you know, you've just got to, you got to be behind them and you've got to be thinking, you know, a couple steps in front of the hunter of, you know, the log that they're going to have to cross, like you better run in front of them because you're not going to tell the hunter who's chasing a bugle to slow down so you can get the picture. And 
that's still how I, I like to, to operate my photography and my shoots is just very authentic. Don't worry about me. Just do your thing. And, you know, I have, you know, talent, friends, models, whatever we want to call them that, you know, are always looking at me and saying, Oh, are you ready? Yeah. It's just, you do your thing and we'll, we'll just figure it out. And I'm going to be over your shoulder taking pictures, but just kind of keep it authentic, keep it real. Cause I, I really do believe that it, that comes across big time in, in the end result for sure. You start faking stuff too much. Absolutely. The cheese. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. You can, yeah, you can really start to feel it in the, in the content and you can tell that maybe smiles aren't genuine or, you know, product placement isn't perfect. Like I would rather just photograph somebody, you know, loading up a pack mule authentically and how they would do it instead of putting fake things on the pack mule. Let's put the cooler on it. We don't need to put 18 tires on top of it. It's all good. So my advice for photographers, people wanting to get into this, and I'll be completely honest on her, I've never been asked this question. So I'm going to kind of shoot from the hip here. It's so much about relationship building. Yeah, it's be, be authentic. It's, you know, if you want to, you know, start to work with brands, it's, it's that, um, you know, it's the, maybe it's the LinkedIn connection, or maybe it's the, the Instagram, you know, engagement of, you know, it's, I don't know, I hate to say it's a slow burn, you know, it's also making sure that your content aligns with what the brands already is doing. And I think that that's why it was such a natural fit with Pac Mule and I just our content that was being used on your account on the you know Pac Mule Instagram account was already so fitting to to what I do. That would be a big one. It might be your dream brand, but if your style of content doesn't you know really align with what they're already sharing, you know that's a, a, a tough one to change for sure. Yeah, that's good. Um, I don't want to back us up too far, but. Uh, so to understand, did you used to document actual hunts? Like people go on elk hunt yeah, and you yeah. document that? How did you get into that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, through, gosh, this, we're going to talk about Steve Drake more than myself or anybody else in this, but, um, Steve helped me, me get a job here in, here in Bozeman that was a, a digital marketing agency, um, and a photography agency. And so I ended up, you know, just being fortunate enough, ended up being a, a shooter for the team and had brands like Sika say, we need a photographer to go to New Zealand to document the new subalpine pattern. And Sika shipped me to New Zealand for two weeks to, to start documenting the subalpine. Or same thing, hey, we've got, you know, we need help on an elk hunt in New Mexico in October and then shipping me down for a seven-day elk hunt in New Mexico. So... Yeah, it was very much, there's a couple of years there that I never even archery hunted. I was just following people along for the month of September, which is really cool. It actually really made me jaded to archery hunting because I got <laughs> to see some really cool places. Peak of the rut, like there's some places that I just, it was of course private. But yeah, gosh, I tell you what, I have had more big bulls screaming in my face with a camera in my hand than just... Yeah, it was pretty fun. There was a, a couple of Septembers there that I'll never forget for the rest of my life. Some of the things that I got to see. So that's awesome. It's awesome that you have a skill that a gives you those opportunities, and it's also in a an avenue of something that you yourself love. Um, I think that's super cool, and that's kind of like the dream. I think for creatives, you know, I love what you said about 
uh, making sure that your style, your tone aligns with what a brand is. And I think that's, you know, as a creative, I think it's a lot of thing that people miss that like, you know, like you have an audience, you have somebody that connects well with you, whether it's your work or who you are as a person and finding that. And that's where, you know, that's where that kismet is of like finding a person or a brand that really resonates with what you're doing artistically. Um, uh, that's super yep. cool. Yep. You're spot on. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it, it's, you know, well, I don't even have a brand off the top of my head, but I've definitely had some dream brands that, you know, I'm like, gosh, it would be really cool to work with those guys. And then you get looking on their Instagram and you get looking on their website and it's like, gosh, my style and kind of their brand direction and their, their brand guidelines, it just doesn't align. So why no sense in me, you know, reaching out to them and, and trying to build a relationship there when it's just the, the alignment just isn't there. So um, that'd be a big piece of advice is shoot for the, the people that, that fit your business model and your mission statement already. Yeah. I love that. I, and I think that aligns with a lot of what you've said about you kind of have an integrity about authenticity. And so like just being yourself yep. and being authentic, whether it's, it's doing the shoot um, or approaching a brand to do the work. Um, what's, uh, what's kind of like on the horizon for Riffle Media? What's new for you? What's next? What are you working towards, et cetera? Yeah. Next is, uh, kind of, if you can see, if we, we use this video is the, the gear pile behind me is starting to build, um, here in my office, I'm actually leaving tomorrow, uh, it'd be September 8th, uh, going on a four day bird hunt and content mission with, with, uh, three friends going with two good friends of mine. And then one guy that I threw an invite out to, and he's from, I think Hayden's from Florida. Gosh, if you listen to this, Hayden, I don't even know what state you live in. So another internet friend, we'll call it kind of expanding the circle. I love it when people take me up on my offers. I, I told Hayden, uh, he works for Costa Del Mar sunglasses and told Hayden, come on up, man. We're doing a bird trip and you're more than welcome to, to join us. So he's here for, I think, a month, three weeks, something like that. So I'm going to get to expand the, the bird hunting circle with him for, for over the weekend. So really looking forward to that. And then we're going to roll in right into, it's going to turn into pretty much, you know, big game season here in Montana. It'll start October 1st and got some antelope trips lined up and then pheasant season starts. And then we're going to roll right into to general rifle season, which is all in November. So that's kind of the short term. Got some, some cool trips lined up there. Uh, it will be with me, of course. And, um, but moving forward, it's, it's really going to be, can, uh, continue growing that, that photography side of the business for me. Um, really passionate about it, really enjoy it. And, you know, it's going to continue to grow into some new segments for me, I hope is, you know, starting to look at some ice fishing stuff, you know, mm. turning into, you know, everything into more of a 12 month business instead of just, you know, September through December for, you know, for our, our fall season is, you know, start you're rolling into some ice fishing stuff. And, you know, there's always some cool, you know, really unique, like cross country ski opportunities that, Again, I'm, I'm looking to like, what photos do I see that I think my style can improve upon and, and trying something different and kind of think outside the box. So looking into more of that, you know, different sport outside of the fly fishing and the, and the hunting that I've done. So that's kind of the, the six to nine month goal, we'll call it grow, uh, grow into some new spaces. Sounds pretty dang good. 
Um, I love that. You know, you talk yeah. about um, your opening story about your dad taking you to Montana, waking you up, look at the mountains. One day I'm going to retire here. I love that. Now you're a father. Yeah. Um, and the space that you're in of working outdoors, of being in the outdoors, uh, whether it's hunting with your friends or fishing and then also documenting it, you know, having a child now has that, does that you feel like influence any of how you want to raise your child, what you want them to learn about the world, about conservation, about whatever. I mean, there's no wrong answers here, but I would just be curious to know what, what you think as someone in those spaces. Yeah. Oh gosh. I, I look at Nora and, you know, and I'm like, gosh, I really hope that this little girl is going to be into the fly fishing and, you know, be into the, be into the hunting. And, and regardless if she is, or if she isn't like, I hope she has an appreciation for the outdoors. Um, you know, I, I follow a guy on Instagram. His uh, name's Dan Levins. Dan Rooster Levins uh, lives in Twin Bridges, and and he's got two girls that are absolute badasses. They're I, I don't even know how old they are. Eleven and thirteen. Dan, if you end up listening to this, I'm sorry. We don't even know each other, but I I definitely admire his style. You know, his daughters are rowing his drift boat already, and they're netting fish and they're catching fish and they're elk hunting with them and they're, they're following bird dogs and i'm like gosh that is you know if i was to to pick a hope for nora it would be that but like i said you know if it's not where she's at that's fine i hope that she can appreciate you know going on a hike here in the mountains in bozeman and you know knowing what's exactly in our backyard i mean gosh in 10 minutes we can be on a 15 mile trail ride if we want to for mountain biking or trail running or on a hike um hope she understands that that's literally right in her backyard i hope that it teaches her you know i hope hunting can teach her that we have two freezers here in the house full of elk meat and antelope meat and mule deer steaks and you know every sort of sausage that you can ask for and and i really hope on the con conservation side that you know she can appreciate what hunting is and you know the how fortunate we are that we do have these freezers of you know the catchphrase is the organic and clean meat, but it's true. We've got, you know, it, we're really fortunate to to have that. And, and if anything, I hope she can appreciate that too. Well, I just hope for your sake, she's not a vegetarian then. Um. I, that's all right. I, all right. Don't, I, I might have to save this. Yeah. More, yep. Yeah, more, more egg steaks for us, but that's, um, that's the hope. And, you know, we, we, we do have a garden here in the backyard that, you know, I hope if anything, if she is a vegetarian, hey, we can grow our own own veggies. And, you know, my father-in-law is a, a, a pretty acclaimed professor here at Montana State University on the agriculture side. And he's got a, a home garden. Gosh, we have three gardens in our family that, you know, everything from carrots and sweet corn to tomatoes and potatoes. And we've got sweet peas and green beans. And so she is going to have no shortage of opportunities to, you know, really do to truly know where her food comes from. So that'll, that'll be really neat as she grows. That's awesome. I love that. Um, you know, something we always ask people here is, uh, what does the outside mean to them? What does outdoors mean to them? You know, um, the product we sell, the things we do here are all about making it easier and more accessible for people to get out, to get out with people yeah. that they love. Um, I'm not going to do a sales pitch, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just getting it out there. Yeah. And yep. so that's what we're about. That's our mantra. And so for you, like, what does the outdoors mean to you, uh, to Riffle Media, to Shane Rickert, Riff? Yeah, yeah. My, gosh, that's another good question, Hunter. My, the outdoors to me, without counting, you know, 
I guess being an outdoorsman, and we'll say that loosely because that can fall for hunters, fishermen, hikers, backpackers. It doesn't matter what it is. These hobbies that we have for these professions that we're fortunate enough to be in, they're all, in my opinion, they're a great excuse to be outside. Hunting has taken me to places in Montana specifically that I would never even know exist if I didn't do, you know, an outdoor activity. Again, it doesn't matter what it is. You're a landscape photographer, you're a a nightscape photographer or a fossil hunter, whatever. Like, so the outdoors to me, it's that ability to, to have that excuse for my passions and my passions have grown because of the outdoors. I mean, we can be out of self-service here in Bozeman in 15 minutes and you're on the Gallatin river and no cell phone in your pocket. How cool is that? I think that's pretty rare to find these days and to, be able to stand in cold water and catch wild trout and not get the email notification. It's I'm still blown away that in 2024, I can be out of self-service that quickly in a town of 50,000 people. Um, and that's what the, the outdoors mean to me really is you can be, I don't know, is it cheesy to say healed? Is it easy to, you know, stay relaxed kind of, a good reset, I guess. Um, I think a lot of those places and, and a lot of those things are missing from people these days. It's just a big phone out of their pocket and has no service, you know? So I love that. I think it's good. I mean, your story about losing cell phone service in 15 minutes and not being able to get your emails did give me a lot of anxiety, but I can understand how it would be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, but that's, that's we, the, we have thing, a, right? that's what we need. Um, we yes. have a there's a float in Montana called uh it's called the Smith River. You've got to apply for a permit and you're gonna draw it, I don't know, maybe every five years. Gosh, I know people that have waited fifteen to twenty years to draw this river permit and have yet to draw it. it takes five days, it's a sixty mile float. Um you're out of service for five days. Wow. And I think it's pretty pretty cool for the lower forty eight that Montana has that in our backyard where yeah, you turn off a pavement and onto dirt and you lose service and you don't have service for five days. And so we're, we really are fortunate that, that Montana has that to offer still and where we can really uh, truly disconnect. That sounds incredible. Honestly, that sounds awesome. Uh, tell the people where they can find you, what you got going on, um, anything you're working on, stuff like that. Yeah, you can find me, you know, good old Instagram, pretty standard uh, username. My personal one is Shane underscore Rickert. And then for the business side where I like to post more client work is Riffle Media. You can find me there. Got a website as well, rifflemediamt.com. And again, you'll, you're you going to find some, some select images, some of my favorites there um, just from Gosh, I was just looking at my Lightroom catalog. I've got 85,000 photos on the hard drive. So you're going to find some of those those real true favorites on, on the website as well. Some of the keep them off the off the Instagram. Got to, got to go to the website to check them out. Heck yeah. In fact, uh, you also go to the Pack Mule Instagram, see some of his work. And then if you ever come into the yeah. office, I'm actually going to pick it up today. We're going to we have a photo in our front office of yours. Uh, that will be pretty incredible. And I'll send you photos of that when we get it hung up. But we're yeah, super proud of it. it. It's going to be really yeah, man, good. And thankful for the work that you do. 
All right. Well, hey, man. Well, thank Shane, you. I really appreciate Shane, everybody. Riffle Media, thanks for being on. And I uh, look forward to talking with you and getting some of your photos in the future. You bet, Hunter. Really appreciate it. And thanks, for, uh, everyone, for tuning in. Appreciate it. All right. See ya.